Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. <laughs> you going Still first? Still don't know how to start this podcast <laughs> after six years. We need a fanfare or like a mariachi band. We do need something, don't we? Especially when we're recording on like a Monday morning. It feels like, you know, we need something to lead us in. But how are you anyway? It could just be a bit of forward planning and it could be a conversation before we start going, you start this podcast or (laughs) I start the podcast. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I've got a bit of a Monday funk, if I'm honest. I feel feel tired. Like, I, I think maybe, oh God, God forbid... I just feel tired because I'm getting a little bit older and I'm not the teenager inside that I think I am. But also I find the weekends, like after a massive week, I think we spoke about this maybe last week as well, I find the weekends quite exhausting as well. Um, mm. And I think because I have to do, you know, a breakfast show on a, on a Sunday morning, kids clubs mm. on the Saturdays. It's like, it's just massive. Like I'm sure, I hope, hopefully people listening to this will be nodding along that when the weekends come around, when you're single, you don't have kids to look after you can kind of just lie around and watch Netflix and relax yeah you can relax if you want to exactly and actually so this weekend I had on paper like a really lovely balanced weekend do you know what I mean so on Mm. Friday we went to a family party like 60th we had dinner with my parents before then on Saturday took Gigi to clubs which by the way parenting tip I've found Gigi an acro ballet and tap class that I means I can drop her off nine till 11. So I get two hours to myself on a Saturday morning. Dude, this Lovely. is what I've been doing with Luna for the last year Isn't and a half. Isn't it great? She it's does ballet, great. acro and something else. And it's basically nine until 12. Oh, oh well, I haven't got to 12 yet, but 11. <laughs> so, you know, breakfast to myself. Then Amazing. I went into town, had lunch with some friends, mooched around Liberty, like really nice yeah then got on the train home met the um met the kids and james for dinner went to bed had an early night all lovely right on paper like really nice sunday had a chill day had to go and watch paddle bane of my life but um like nice sunday but actually i dreaded every single one of those plans before they happened (laughs) Mm. Isn't that awful? Like, you know, when Thursday came around, I was like, oh my God, why have I got such a busy weekend? Oh no, I don't, I don't, I just want to relax. I just want to lay down. Do you not feel guilty about, because it's a really interesting question actually, and and this isn't me suggesting you should do, but I know that I do. Mm. I would never just go into London on a Saturday and go for a mooch around the shops by myself, ever. I I mean, I haven't done it for, I don't know how long. And it was great that you did. Yeah, it was a brunch that I booked in with um, the girls that I went to Marrakesh with like months ago. And I did. And I did definitely like Thursday think, oh, God, I feel really bad that I'm doing this on Saturday. I feel really bad on James, blah, blah, blah. But actually, reality was like James was just dropping Axel to a party. Like it's just no, it's no big deal. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely no. fine. Got to spend some time on his own with Gigi. He's happy to do that. Then yeah. we all went out for dinner in the yeah, evening. Yeah, right. Like it, I mean, of course it's but right. Walking around, yeah, but walking around on our own, like as grown-ups, all three of us have kids, was really nice. Yeah. Like, and also, you know, I don't know about you, but quite often my plans with friends are always like drinking plans. They're always yeah. like you know, we're going out, we're going to make absolute most of it. 
we're going to completely like annihilate ourselves and yeah, then yeah. regret it the next day. Whereas this was like really chilled, had actually I had two drinks, I think they had one <laughs> over lunch and then mooched around Liberty and a coffee. Yeah, a dreamy. And it was love. This is this is note to, to anybody listening to this who's craving mm. a bit of that time. Get it booked in the diary. Oh speak God, to your partner or speak to your yeah. family if they're looking after and to, to get them lined up to look after the kids and do it because yeah. it, you just need to plan those things for you. You do, and it feel it really fills your cup in a way that big nights out don't always do that. Yes. And I think we plan big nights out, but we don't plan the little like the lunches and the mooches around shops. That we just don't do that, do we? Mm. So yeah, absolutely. I really, really, really recommend it. It was lovely. Well, thank you for giving us all a lesson in putting ourselves first this morning, George. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh, we got a beautiful conversation lined up for you guys today. Um, very funny, very real, very honest, and somebody um, who who I guess has been incredibly open about her parenting journey on socials in a really down to earth and normal way. Yeah, like, I was going to say. That's just her. Yeah, yeah, I knew we were going to love this guest. I absolutely yeah. knew. So honest. Again, like Zoe said, really funny in parts. Um, and just realist- real and realistic. Realistic views, realistic sort of situations. Yeah. Um, stuff we can all relate to brilliant really yeah I, I loved I also loved hearing about her relationship um because she met her partner on Strictly and you know seeing the love blossom on the screen but then to be able to sit down with her and actually ask her questions about how her partner is as a father and all that kind of what life is like for them was just fascinating anyway um she's also got a brand new podcast out it's called the overshare you will have seen it everywhere um so yeah we're really excited to talk to today's guest Georgia who we're sitting down with I think we might have given it away but we are chatting to <laughs> The wonderful Gemma Atkinson. So both George and I are incredibly excited about this conversation. Somebody that we have wanted to sit down with for a very long time, but she's been slightly busy having two kids. Um, uh, Mum to two, uh, Tio, who was born in July, and Mia, who is four years old. Her partner, Gorka, is a Strictly dancer. She actually met her partner on the show. Uh, she is a fitness fanatic, an actress, Strictly legend, hits radio presenter. How did she do it all? Please welcome to the podcast, Gemma Atkinson. Hello. Gemma, you were early for this podcast recording. So yes. what, I mean, what, how, what's your secret? We need to know. <laughs> no, do you know what it is? My niece is downstairs with Tiago because obviously if she wasn't here, it would be chaotic. He'd be on my knee, he'd be in the back crying, he'd be in the shed. Do you know what I mean? Wherever I can put him. <laughs> I'm joking about the shed before anyone jumps <laughs> on me. Yeah, so I had a bit of free time. So I, I kind of, I think since having another baby I've realized my free time I need to be productive whether it's doing the bottles quick hoover log it on early do you know what I mean yeah. I've not yeah. gone on the days where I think free time is sitting with a coffee I'm sure I'll get that back but for now it's like okay what needs doing because I know if I get it done now, it's easier than doing it while he's hanging off me. Do you know what I mean? Well, this is why we're so grateful that you've you've found the time to do this. This can be yeah. your time where you sit down. Hopefully you've got yes. a coffee next to you or yes. someone's going to bring you one. Yeah, good. Yeah. You've got one. Um, how are you finding life with two? It's, it's kind of like organised chaos, I think. I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit of both whereby in some aspects it's easier because I know what I'm doing. Mm. So it's like, do you know, like when they always get the milk rash with Mia, I was like, oh my God, what's that rash? What's happening with yeah. Tiago? I was like, oh, it's just the milk rash. When they do the first poo and it's like that black tar. Obviously the first time I thought something was wrong with her. She was like a little alien. This time I was like, oh no, I know what mm. to do. So mm. in the aspects of I'm a lot more relaxed and chilled in that way. It's just that the tiredness is obviously doubled because yeah. when you when you have one, you can sleep more. Whereas mm. with two, you have to entertain the other one while the other one, while the baby's sleeping. So it's it's just a kind of juggle, really. But I think we just get on with it, don't we? We have to. There's no choice. It they is. Just, they won't yeah. go away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How's Mia been? How's Mia been since Tiago's oh, come along? she's fab. She's like little mother hen with him. She's, um, yeah, she's kind of, she's obsessed with him to the point where I have to sometimes say to her, don't, don't poke him. Don't squeeze him too hard. You know what I mean? She's always, every morning she wants to give him a kiss and she sits with him and she wants to feed him. And on her first day of school, on the way in the car, I said, are you okay? And she said, I'm a bit nervous. I said, what for? Hmm. And she said, well, will Tio still be there when I get home? I said, oh, of course he will. I said, he's not going anywhere. So she said, okay. 
So yeah, she's been fab. How did you um, start the conversation with her about the fact that she was going to be a big sister? Well, I kind of, I didn't tell her at first until quite a long way down. I think I was about 17, 18 weeks before we mentioned it to her. I think she kind of knew because obviously my body was changing. I put on weight a lot quicker this time around. And she, I, I caught her doing the odd look at my tummy and stuff. When I picked her up from nursery, one of the teachers said to me, she said, I'm just letting you know, Mia's told us all you've got a baby in your belly. And I hadn't even told her at that point. And I said, I said, what? And she said, I'm just telling you, she's been telling everybody that you've got a baby in your belly. She said, I, I don't need to know. And I said, well, I have, but I've not told her yet. And she went, oh my gosh, amazing. Anyway, I said to Boca, we're going to have to say something. So we brought her home that night and I just sat on the bed with her and I just said, mommy's got something to tell you. I said, you know, you always want to be a big sister and you're asking for a brother or sister. And she said, yeah. I said, well, there is a baby in mummy's tummy. And she just said, I knew there was. Oh, she goes, that's old news. That's old yeah. news, mum. Yeah. yeah, I've told everyone at school I've, now. Yeah, I've announced that She's for like, you. I've announced it for you. And then the next question was, is, he a, is it a boy or a girl? And I, I said, it's a little boy. Face dropped. Oh, and she no. kind of went, what? And I said, he's a little boy. And then she went, okay. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh, because she was desperate for a sister called Elsa. Mm. And then about 15 minutes later, she said, Mommy, I can't wait to meet my brother. So it was kind of fine. But all the way through the pregnancy, she kept saying, are you sure it's definitely a boy? Is he definitely a boy? (laughs) Hasn't changed. (laughs) Were you nervous to tell her? Were you nervous at all? I was more, it sounds ridiculous. I was more a bit guilty. And Mm. I don't know why. But I kind of It doesn't sound ridiculous. I thought to myself... I'm, I feel terrible telling her that she's no longer going to be mm. the only person in our little, you know what I mean? It was a weird feeling. And I said to God, I don't know why I'm feeling so guilty. And when we, when I went to bed that night, I actually got a bit teary. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I wanted her to know that just because there was another baby coming, she wasn't going anywhere. It was kind of mm. people say, oh, you, you, your love's halved. It's not. I think it's just doubled and shared. It's, it, do you know what I mean? It's kind of, it's a weird feeling and all the way through my pregnancy I kept thinking god I hope Mia's okay yeah me too mm. yeah it's well, me and Georgia felt the same it's it's, yeah. it's really interesting that you say this and actually we're not alone the three of us either everybody we speak to experiences an element of that and I was so desperately worried that the bond between Luna and I would have been broken that actually mm. it would it, you know introducing a new baby was going to take something away or that, that she might feel left out yeah, yeah. Is that, is that what is that, I that's how you felt? Though, when you yeah. when I mm. when I when you told me you were pregnant with Kit, and I was like, oh my god, congratulations! You were like, oh, I don't, I, I, I don't cried. Know, I don't know what mm. I'm gonna do. Like, and a lot of it was about Luna. I was exactly yeah. the same when I fell pregnant mm. with Gigi. I was really super worried about Axel. But even now, there's lots of stuff that still comes up, and I don't know if you find this, but like we, my daughter Gigi's just started school. Um, and we've been making a big fuss of you know about her starting school oh wow Gigi this is amazing and I still feel the need to like caveat like with Axel like you did this too (laughs) you know like this was you one you know I don't know it's like I feel I still feel it now even though like you say the love does double you still feel the need to like make them both feel included all the time of course yeah. Yeah, it's exhausting it <laughs> yeah that's yeah. that's the mental exhaustion of it whereby you, you're constantly you, you you're kind of almost self-approving what you've mm. done mm. it's like well I've done that that's fine and if you don't do it you think oh my god I'm terrible you know it's it's a weird one everything that everything that Kit did so Kit's my young you know if it, when he rolled for the first time I remember saying to Luna Luna you taught him that yes like everything yeah. that, yes, that was like yeah. that's because of you until he started realizing that actually it was his own achievements and he was like can yeah. you just shut the fuck up because yeah. you didn't teach me how to do that like I've just done that by myself <laughs> but for age, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Oh, how has she settled into school first she did three half days yes last week she did afternoons Today she's doing nine till half twelve, and tomorrow is a first full day. So she's she's been all right. I mean, we didn't have any tears or anything, which was fab because I was bracing myself. But I didn't get a look back at all. She just mm. kind of went right by mummy and went in. And then I was driving home, <laughs> thinking, why has she not got upset that she's not going to see me? But my mum said it's it's better that than the other way because she said me and my sister were apparently a nightmare, like clinging onto her begging her not to leave and she said it was awful she said I'd drive home she didn't even make the drive home some days I'd just sit in my car sobbing 
she said, so I would have preferred you to just, you know, give no shits at all and just walk away from me like Mia did. She said, as hard as that is, I would have preferred that. So she's done all right. It might be different tomorrow because it's yeah. her first full day. But she's yeah. so tired, though, when she comes home. I know. I don't I've, I've had the that. same. Yeah, the knackered. Exactly the the knackered. You. There's so much for them to take on, I think. Like, I don't know about Mia, but Gigi's used to long days. Like, she's been doing them since she was, like, yeah, one nursery. or whatever. The longer yeah. nursery, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're so much longer. But I think they have more responsibility. Like, they have to remember where to put their, like, book bag. They have to remember yeah. where they... No I don't lockers. know. Yeah, it was Gigi's first full day today. And I did have... She's She's been giving zero shits, but she's got an older brother. She's been going to... You know, she's been picking him up every day for the last couple of years. Yeah. But she said to me today... I'll just stay at home with you today, I think. And I was like, <laughs> um, probably not. Doesn't work like, like that. <laughs> no. And then I reminded her she was having pasta with sausages for lunch and she went, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That's I'll, I'll, I will go. I will go. Yeah. Yeah, it's I when they realise that they yeah. have to do it every single day, every single day for the rest of their yeah, kind of, the uh, you know. Tra- wears off. <sighs> it sinks, and sinks like, in. Oh, God. But then I, it dawned on me, I've got the school runs now. Like with, with nursery, she could start any time between half eight and half nine. So mm. we'd just rock up whenever mm. and they'd save her some toast so she could have a toast whenever. Whereas I'm saying to her now, you, you have to eat at home every day because there's no breakfast at school. We have to be there bang on quarter to nine because if you're not, mm. you're late. And as I'm telling her all this, it was sinking in with me and I'm thinking, oh my God, this is my life now. And I have to do it all with a set, at the minute a seven week old. And it's yeah. just like, oh God. Let, let, let's go boys. back. Let, let's go back to your um to to your kind of pregnancy with with Tio and and how all that was for you and how you were feeling during that period and and then talk talk us through the labour because we love hearing a birth story. Well, it was kind of it was a very very different to me as I knew straight away I was pregnant this time within two weeks. With Mia, it was like five six weeks before I knew. I just thought I had a really bad hangover. I mean, in fact, I remember saying to God, "Cause someone spiked me. I've never been this ill," and it was because I was pregnant. But with Tiago, yeah, within two weeks, I knew I felt really sickly, just headache and I didn't have any of those symptoms with Mia. I was extremely nauseous until about 16, 17 weeks and kind of like hot flushes, whereby out of nowhere, my back would be wet, my boobs, I was like, oh my God. But then I kind of got over it as I got into second and the, the third trimester, it kind of died off. Um, my weight gain was a lot more with Tiago, a lot quicker which I've right. since been told with baby number two, that can sometimes happen because you, your body remembers, kind of kind of like mm. muscle memory, I guess. Mm. It kind of thinks, oh, yeah, I know what to do. I'll expand and had a lot of water retention. And when I went into labour, I went into labour both times with both kids on the Wimbledon final, <laughs> which was bizarre. Wow, that's yeah. bad. Yeah. All those Mia, fresh balls. That's what it is. <laughs> with, with Mia, it was the Rafael Nadal... And um, what's his name? The, the bloody best, best tennis player in the world. Djokovic. I can't remember his, no, the other one. <laughs> not Djokovic. Not Rafa. Not Rafa, oh not Djokovic. Oh, uh, Federer. Federer. Yes, Federer. And it was them two playing. And Gorka fell asleep watching the game while I was in labour. I was in the hospital bed and he was watching tennis on his laptop. So this time... My waters broke the morning of the Wimbledon final. And he was like, oh, for fuck's sake, Gemma, not again. I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't really help it, can I? But um, the midwife said, just stay at home as long as you can. She said, there's no point yeah. coming into hospital. You'll know when you need to come in. So I spent the whole day at home and I was having contractions, not not loads. It was kind of, you can hold a conversation, can't you, through them at the start. Mm. And he was watching the tennis. And then they started getting to the point where I said to him, I'm just going to go upstairs. I just need to be on my own. And I was just doing that thing where I was on the bed on all fours thinking, okay, this is going to happen because we're getting a lot more intense and a lot quicker. And I rung the midwife and said, they're down to like every six minutes now. And she said, well, there's, there's still a lot of time. But because I didn't labor with Mia, I got a bit panicky at that point. And I said to her, I, I, I don't know. I really think we may, I might need to go in. She said, yeah. well, it's completely up to you, whatever you want to do. So I came downstairs and explained it all to Gorka while he was looking at me, but also looking at the uh, the game because it was the the Spanish lad, the uh, Alcaraz. And my contraction stopped out of the blue. They completely stopped. So I called her back again 
and said, I've not had a contraction for half an hour, nothing at all. And she said, well, it could oh. be stalled labour. She said, stalled labour can happen. Just relax. And by this time, you know, it was getting later on in the day. Nothing happened. So I just went to bed. I said, I'm just going to go and sleep. Woke up the following morning and still nothing was happening. And because it had been over 24 hours that my waters had broken, mm. they said I had to go in because you're at risk of infection. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't realise, but apparently if your waters don't break, you can go up to 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had to go in. And it was when they got us in, they noticed I was wearing a pad and the, my waters were still trickling, but they'd gone a bit of a greeny colour. And they did some checks and they, they said he'd basically shit inside me. He pooed in me. Uh, which was the they call it the macronium, macronium or something? Yeah, macronium. Like Mac- yeah, macronium. Yeah, yeah. So she said it's it's not. She said it's not really bad, but we do need to get him out, you know, sooner rather than later. And I said, well, what's the options? Because I still wasn't having contractions at that point. And she said, well, we can't do any sweeps or anything, or the balloon um, on your cervix because your waters are broke. So we can't do anything internal. So the only way to induce you is the artificial hormone which I don't know if any of you have had. I had it with Mia. Yeah, I had George, you've been induced, haven't you? Twice. Yeah. I, no, Twice? just no. only once. Not just for yeah. Did you have the, did you have the hormone? I did, yeah, and it was all very, very, very quick after that. Yeah, not, it's not yeah. nice, is it? No. Well, I had no. that with Mia, and the late, the, it was just so intense, but then I had, it was emergency C-section anyway because after two contractions, her heart rate was so low. So I said to her, I'm not having that again. I said, what's the other option? And she said, a C-section. And I said, right. when can you do it? And she was like, about two hours. And I said, just do that. I said, I don't want to risk that yeah. hormone, that horrible pain, and then risk an emergency C-section again anyway. Mm-hmm. So, and it just so happened, the surgeon who was in that day was the same surgeon who delivered Mia. She, oh. she was on call. She was like, I'm on call today, I'll do it. And I said, oh my God. So it was kind of like it was meant to be in a way. And it was so much mm-hmm. more relaxed this time. Like the first C-section was so frightening. We had like six minutes to get her out. They were talking about blood transfusions. And at one point, Gorka wasn't allowed in the room and I might have had to be put to sleep. And it was so petrifying. And then I had a massive hemorrhage after. So oh God. this one in comparison was just so lovely. I was in there 40 minutes. They had music on. It was relaxed. I was chatting to them. So I kind of have experienced both sides of the C-section. Yeah. Um, which I feel quite grateful for, really. You know, having yeah. having done both, um, but it's made me realise that the, the babies, the, whatever plan you have, they just decide as and when and how they come. It's yeah. nothing to do with us. It's all down to yeah. them. Yeah. What absolutely. was your recovery like afterwards? The first time I found it easier, but this time, I mean, I'm eight weeks today and I, f- I feel fine now. It took a lot. The bruising was quite severe this time around, but. Like she said, I'm going in over old scar tissue. It's not mm. the first time. So she said it is it is going to be a bit harder, as in pain-wise. Mm. But I also had this time, which I never experienced with me for the first three days. I had really bad, like severe migraines to the point where I, I could hardly open my eyes. And they, t- they said sometimes after having a spinal hole at the bottom of your spine doesn't close. Ugh. and it shoots up like the nerve and it's, it's kind of quite common apparently and they said if it hasn't gone by two weeks it'd get me in and they'd take blood from me and fill it into the hole to kind of regenerate it and close it wow. they said that's all it is yeah and I, I never heard of anything like this and then I thought to myself I'm just going to have a cold freezing cold shower just mm. to see I had a freezing cold shower completely went it was bizarre really really cold on the back of my neck like ice cold and I, I didn't have one but for three days it was they were awful and I sympathize now anyone who says oh I suffer from migraines you think oh I have a bit, bit of, of a headache, headache. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. it was right. it was awful it's not that how sort of like your mental state been in you know the first time around you had a really traumatic birth what about how, how has it differed both times I think just kind of understanding the mechanics of my body this time around knowing why it's done certain things and why it's changed and kind of appreciating that it's you know it's a massive operation a c-section whether it's elected or an emergency it's a huge huge operation and the fact that it's been through two of them I kind of have a really strong appreciation Mm. for it um you know my sister's had three children all vaginally and she 
you know, she said it was horrendous. You know, she was like, it's like pushing a lemon out of your nostril. So the fact that she's Such done that. Such a good that, analogy. Yeah. Oh, God. The, fa- the fact she's done that. But I said to her, I said, well, you, you went back and did it two more times. And I guess it's that kind of the risk versus the reward. Like, you know, our guys say the, it's more painful being kicked in the balls. Like, you'll never hear a guy say, do you fancy kicking me in the bollocks again? Yeah. But we always say, do you have another baby? And it's because of the reward at the end of it. Mm. And I think if you ask any mum, regardless of how horrendous or hard or painful, traumatic a birth was, when they have their child at the end of it, it's, it's always worth it. Do you know what I mean? We'll be right back after this short break. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? What can you What can you see when you have a C-section? What What are your visuals like? We well, at the time, you can't see anything because they have a screen up, like a big right. blue yep. screen. Um, so all I could see was my boobs, which one was like right over this side, one was right over that side <laughs> at the time, it was like squashing me. And um, so the screen's up, but then they they give you the option to roll the screen down as they yeah. pull the baby out, which we did. And Gorka filmed that on his phone for us. And (laughs) then you just kind of see, oh, my God, my my body is open. (laughs) It's bizarre. Oh, my gosh. Gosh. Yeah, but it's kind of, it's it's weird looking, because when I watch it back, I think, oh, my God, because they're so rough. And there's two of them. One of them is, like, rooting around. The other one's really pressing on, like, all the body weight to try and, at the top of you, to try and squelch him down. But it's also so wonderful as well. Mm. Um, and when the the video we've got, when they pull him out and he's actually all kind of gangly and you see the cord still like inside my my wound type thing, it really is like, oh my God, the miracle of life. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so glad that we, we got to see that and it, experienced it because with Mia, it was, I didn't see anything. I was just head in my hands, crying, Gorka like head face to face, telling me everything will be fine. And I remember saying to him, just please tell me when she's out. I just yeah. just let me know when yeah. she's out, and I, I couldn't focus on anything other than just thinking, please God, let her be okay. Please let her be okay. Whereas with Tiago, I was like, where is he? Can you see him? What's he doing? Did it? You know, it was completely different. Different experience, totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember vividly. I've talked. I don't think I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but I had um, two vaginal births, and in the second one with Kit things were sort of moving a bit quicker and there was obviously midwives at the end there and one of them had glasses on. So I could, so I was lying back. And I suddenly oh. went, you've got to take your glasses off. And she was going, I, c- I need to see. And I was like, I can see, I can see the reflection. <laughs> and I remember seeing that, oh my God, is that my vagina? So then it after- it really, really wide, isn't it? Fucking huge. Oh <laughs> it's enormous monster at the end. Anyway, afterwards, obviously like, you know, you're back at home and you're like, then you remember the first time you look at your vagina in a mirror after you yeah. have, after you give birth. And I, for ages I had the mirror and I was going, no, I can't, I, don't, I can't, in I can't. Of it's and still f- being like that. Still, yeah. being the, still being the same. It, it, it's not, thank God. But you know, for a while that's there, the I thought. That's the thing, yeah. It is, that, that's the thing like, in later on in the pregnancy, I remember going for a pelvic floor check and I said to the physio, it doesn't normally look like this. I said, it's very bulbous at the minute. And obviously I've yeah. not been able to wax. I said, please. And she was like, I do this for a living. Said, yeah, I've, seen, I've seen that, them all. Everything that should have been in was out. Yeah. And I remember telling her, it, it doesn't normally look like this. <laughs> Sorry, so and it's that, normally a lot neater. Yeah. yeah, it's normally a not, lot neater. Apart from 
bulbous vaginas, what has been like the biggest shock to you, like being a parent or being pregnant? I just think the fact that we all, we kind of cope and manage, even though, you know, on paper, if you write down two, two humans to keep alive, schedules to stick to, dogs to walk and, you know, work and relationships and house. If I saw that to-do list and someone said, you have to do all of them checks every single day, it's mm. not like I've got a week to do them all. I'd be like, oh my God, no. I'd be saying to my agent, no, tell them to take two off. I'll do two <laughs> next. I'll do two on Tuesday. I'll do... But the fact that every family gets shit done, do you know what I mean? I always, that's what shocks me because I was never maternal at all until I met Gorka. My sister's got three kids. She loves babies. She's worked with kids her whole life. And she was desperate for me to have kids. And when I told her, she burst out crying. She said, oh, I hope it's twins. And I was like, well, I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's kind of, and I think when I told everyone I was pregnant, everyone was happy, but they all kind of went, oh, oh my God, congratulations. <laughs> Which made me go, what, what do you mean? Oh, do you think, I, do you know what I mean? It's almost like people didn't expect me to be to be doing it as well as I can or as well as I am. Um, and I don't know if that's because, I mean, my mum always says I'm so laid back, I'm horizontal, and she says it drives her mad. But that's how we get stuff done. There's no yeah. kind of stress and urgency. It's like if there's a pile of washes, it's fine. It'll get done. It doesn't matter. Um, and that's just how we parent, I guess. Mm, it's lovely. It's really that. nice to hear. How do you guys make time, you and Gorka, make time for one another? And what does this sort of ideal date look between the two of you I mean I imagine with a newborn you're not maybe going out to fancy restaurants maybe you are no no we kind of do you know before me or Artio, we used to love just a pizza and a movie night at home like the thought I think because from August till Christmas Gork was away from home every Saturday at least for the live mm. shows our weekends have spent apart and depending on where his partner is the weeks are as well we were lucky when he was with Helen and Katie McGlynn, they were based up north, so we could rehearse and come home in the evenings. Mm. But when he danced with Maisie, she was based in London, so he was he was down there. So whenever we get the chance, if, if someone offers to have the kids, we'll literally go to the cinema and then get a takeaway pizza at home, and that is bliss for us. Yeah. We absolutely love it. The, the last film we saw, we went to see Indiana Jones, and my waters broke that following morning. And then with Mia, it was all that action. Was, yeah, with Mia, it was the, the latest Rambo. And then we'll walk it <laughs> Stallone and Harrison Ford. <laughs> Apart from like time, what has been the biggest change in your relationship? I would say the communication in that all we seem to talk about is the babies are Mia mm. at the minute. And it's not in a bad way. It's kind of like, oh, she did this at school. Like I, I was going through my text messages with him before on my WhatsApp. And every WhatsApp is about him. Is Mia ready for school? How's Tiago slept? Did you sleep? It's nothing to do with our real life, not real life. It's nothing to do with anything else other than are the kids okay? And I guess that's what we do as parents, you prioritise them. So yeah, even if we have a free night, it's kind of like you're desperate for a sitter, you get one and you go, oh, I'm missing them. Do you know what I mean? You do get a bit of that back though. Like, do do you know what? And and I think a lot of people listening will will be like nodding along. You feel like you can never talk about anything else ever again. And then sometimes, then you you end up checking yourself and being like, God, fuck, there's other things going on. And like, it does come back around. It's just that, 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 yeah, it does. There is actually a bit of a pressure with that as well. Like to not just be in the parenting isn't that do you not think like there's yeah. a lot of noise around like oh you know you mustn't just always talk about your kids but in reality like that's your life at that given moment and like Zoe mm. says yeah it does it does change and it'll ebb and flow and there'll be times when like you're talking about the kids all the time and then there'll be times where you think oh my god I just don't even want to mention their names <laughs> <Let's do laughs> yeah, <my head> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of it's that fine line isn't it because I'm kind of aware you know when he's been away like he was away for three weeks up until last weekend and I'd had my six week check by then and she'd okayed me to be, you know, kind of intimate again with him and stuff. So part, part of me was thinking, oh my God, I can't be asked. I'm so tired. I just want to have a bath. Yeah. Uh, but the other half was thinking it's been so long because the last few months of pregnancy, I was like, do not come near me. Yeah. So I was kind of thinking it's it's that whole thing of reminding myself, okay, I'm a fiance. I was, I was this before I was a mum and kind of pulling myself out of that, you know, big knickers, 
you know, horrendous dressing gown, not wash for days vibe. Into, <laughs> right, it's back for one night only. Let's kind of get back into it. Yeah. And thankfully, when he got home, it was like half 11 at night. And I said, you all right? He went, yeah, I'm tired. And I thought, yes. Yes. <laughs> God. Get the, get the big yeah. knickers back on. Where are those yeah. big knickers? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I said the thought was there from my end at least. But I kind of, because it didn't have to happen then and there. I was like, well, it's fine. It's worked in my favor. But the thought was there and the effort was there. So I've got a small kind of point anyway. <laughs> it's in, it's interesting that you mentioned the word pressure because um, we, we've often spoken about this in the past that obviously you go for your six week check and then, you know, uh, mine was a, was, a, was a male doctor, find no issue with that. But he was like, yeah, or didn't even examine me. And was like, yeah, all good. Yeah. Okay, it's been six weeks. Uh, right. Yeah, no, you're good. You, you, you know, you can do all those things again now. And I was like, but you haven't even like I'm still being myself regularly like Mm. I I, my my pelvic floor is absolutely screwed like uh, um, excuse the pun and and I'm like I don't really know if I want to you know you haven't even asked me if I want to so I I don't know how you how you felt in that moment obviously the word pressure came up but yeah yeah how do you feel it was kind of I mean, I asked, I went to a, I had a mummy MOT with mine. Mm. So she did a, a full internal and, and had a proper, you know, she checked my posture, my my mobility and flexibility. She, you know, she was so, so thorough. Because the same as you first time around with my with my GP, I was like 10 minutes and they, they said, do you feel okay mentally? Yes. Are you on contraception? I was like, well, I've had a baby. That's my contraception. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and I did. I just said to her, I said, so, "Well, she said to me, she said, so you cleared for everything now, you you know, back to normal wise." And because it was a female, she actually said to me, "Obviously, only if and when you you, you want you to." Um, mm. um, and and then she actually gave me loads of lubrication, and she said, "Use this." She said, "Make sure you are in the mood." She said, "Don't just do it for the sake of it," because it, it sounds like it sounds rank, but nothing had been there for a long time. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It, it yeah. was kind of like. And it wasn't nervous as in, because obviously, you know, Gorp was my partner. Of course, I'm, I'm used to it with him. But it was that whole kind of, you know, your body looks different. Everything yeah. is different. I've got a, a scar there. So, yeah, I mean, it was totally fine. And, and Gorp has, you know, he's the best in, in making me always feel, you know, I could be any size, shape, you know, whatever. And he's, he always makes out, he could be lying, but he always makes out he's obsessed with me in that way. And that's one thing. I don't know if it's because he's Spanish with the European side of him. I'm not sure. But he is very much hands-on all the time, like whereby, you know, if he walks past me in the kitchen, he'll give me a little hug or just Lovely. kind of a little kiss on the neck, whereas I'm more like, oh, my God, leave me be, which is awful. Yeah. Um, it's it's bizarre but yeah she was she was a lot more understanding of it I think and she did say as and when you know you want to you can do yeah okay. well that's that's a really nice reassurance isn't it yeah yeah I think like so you said like the six week mark first time round for sure it was almost like a deadline it was like mm-hmm. you have to be back having sex at six weeks otherwise like that's it for you that's it for you guys then and like I don't know I don't know about um, Dozer, um Zoe, but James was like right yep six six weeks <laughs> yes. we're, we're gonna be he's back it was, almost calendar, like, like he's in yeah, prison. it was almost like he was holding the date like he was just like there like okay is this all gonna be back two weeks to, to go six weeks one time? week yeah. to go yeah. oh, one more day yeah I don't know but second time I just didn't feel like that yeah I think it'd depend as well on the birth wouldn't it I mean obviously for you guys if you'd like for you so if you'd had two vaginal births yeah mm. it could be sore or tender you know some women my sister with one of them she tore and so yeah. she said it yeah, was a lot too. longer because she was like that it was painful to piss she said I didn't want anything up it it was sore when I took a pee do you know what yeah. I mean? It's it's that whole and my periods came back yesterday as well. Wow. And so yeah, today, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I thought, oh, my period, you know, it's back to normal. But then today, I was using a tampon, and I was like, oh, you know, you kind of you forget <laughs> about things yeah. because it's been so long. And I was like, oh, I've got to walk around with this in me all day today. You know what I mean? It's I literally felt like I was having sex for the first time ever. When we had sex for the first time after giving Same. birth, I was lying there and it was like, like I'd never had sex before. I was like, mm. this is weird. Everything feels strange. It doesn't feel yeah. pleasurable. It, and it really does. Anybody listening that's thinking, you know, that is is, is in the sort of postpartum phase, you think you're never going to enjoy it ever again. No, um, and you, and you think. And you do. And you, and it, yeah, it just, it just takes a while of like getting used to your body and how you feel again. I think you're scared of getting, well, for me, I was petrified of getting pregnant again. 
you know, after right. Mia, because yep. you're, you're extremely fertile, aren't you, after a baby, which mm. you think Mother Nature would give you a break. But you're at your <laughs> most fertile, you know, within the, I think it's three months after having a baby. Yeah. So there's part of you as well that's, for me, was so petrified of falling pregnant again after Mia because of what I've been through, that that kind of frightened me a little bit as well. The whole mm. kind of, I, I do want to be intimate, but I'm really frightened of being pregnant. Yeah, you don't want to get pregnant yeah. again. How how do you feel when you look at Gorko with your children? It's kind of like you fall in love with him again, which sounds cheesy. But you just, you see, for me, I've seen a whole new side to him that I never knew was there. Obviously, because until you have a child, why would you know it's there? Um, but it's interesting to see how he melts with Mia whereby I know she's going to be one of them. If I say no, she'll go and ask her dad. Yeah. I was, like, I was like that. And he's very, he's very much, I mean, he's very firm, but fair. Like she's frightened to death of him. If he, if he raises a voice, she knows. Whereas if mm. I raise my voice, she'll just laugh at me. Yeah. Do you know, yeah. it's, it's kind of, it's, he rules the roost with her type thing. Yeah. How, how has he been feeling, you know, being away? You mentioned he was away oh, for three weeks. It. Yeah. yeah it must be hard it is it yeah. like how like how how do you navigate that because obviously you know there's probably certain points where you think god i'd rather be out of the house <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's be honest here yeah exactly yeah. yeah it's kind of it's easy when he's on tour he did his tour with karen that was really tough because she didn't see him at all because he's not on the telly at weekends when strictly's on it's a little bit easier because she misses him but we say you're gonna watch him on the telly on saturday Mm-hmm. And she gets really excited and she, you know, claps along and stuff. But it was easier when she was younger because she didn't really know any different. Whereas now, like yesterday when he was leaving, she lay on the floor in front of the door so he couldn't go. Oh. And uh... and she was and she was sobbing and in the end she slept in one of his t shirt last night, which she looked like, you know, when E. T. dresses up as a mum. Yeah. She looked, yeah. She looked like that she couldn't see her feet. <laughs> but it's kind of I'm I'm constantly trying to explain to her that he'll be back soon, he'll be home soon. But it is tough for her and, and for him as well, he he kind of feels like he's missing out on a lot of milestones. Um, but it's just, I always say to him, there's so many people in a lot worse of situations. I'm fortunate, like, when I go back to work, I have to be in the, in the studio at 2 o'clock. I'm yeah. home at 20 to, 20 to 8. You know, there's yeah. so many mums doing 9 to 5s. You know, you have to be away all day. I said she's fortunate I've got my mornings you know, to take her to school, to be with Tiago. Not, not a lot of families have that privilege. Is this when you do drive time? You do drive time on hits, right? Yeah. 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 Do you love it? Oh, I do love it. It's fab. It's uh, it's, it's just perfect. Because the first job where I'd have to live in a hotel or commute, you know, yeah. it's literally 20 minutes from my house. But the thing with Goku, he can't believe over here that men get two weeks off. In Spain, they get six weeks minimum maternity oh do they wow yeah as it should be really his best friend's due at christmas his um best friend and his his wife are having their first baby and obviously she's taking nine nine months off and his friend he gets the six weeks anyway and he's saved up two weeks of his holiday so he's having two months at home with her Mm, lovely and he, he can't believe i mean how much easier would it be for us if we could have two months with the dads as well Oh my god! We well, went back to training, rugby training, the day after Same. Luna was yeah. born, because because Georgia and I married sportsmen, and they literally they're back in training. And I remember him yeah. walking out the door thinking, "Where the fuck are you going? I do not know how to look after a baby." We'd done no courses, had we? We'd done no NTA, um, not NTA, not the NTA. <laughs> What's it called? What's <laughs> it called? I know what you mean. NCT, yeah. exactly. I was like, "Oh my god, please don't leave me!" Like it was literally just like, right? I know I had like five hours to just keep the baby alive, try and do breastfeeding. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's really scary. And I bet it's tough for them because they have to focus. They have to get into training mode, I'm assuming. Yeah, so they can't yeah. be thinking of, oh, my little baby boy or girl is so cute when they're on the pitch, like kicking yeah. someone's ass. They have to be yeah. in that mind frame of nothing else matters other than me on this game. Yeah. yeah and, and also like, you know, long-term effects of that. We've, you know, we've spoken to lots of people before and it's, it's almost like you get off to the start where the mum is picking everything up. And like mm. so many of us go back to work. So then when you do go back to work not only are you going back to work and doing your job you're also carrying on doing all the stuff that you did because you know quite often a husband or partner only has those two weeks off so they don't get involved Mm. with all of that and even if they want to it just kind of doesn't happen doesn't happen and then Mm, that just then it obviously continues and and it's not great on on you know like 
anyone's relationship or anyone's mental health if you know mm. mums for instance are picking up everything, everything and then working on top of it yeah. it is it's not even just yeah <laughs> yeah he doesn't yeah no he's never done i mean the only time he'll wake up is if i'm huffing and puffing dead loud you know as if to try and wake him up but i say to him do you genuinely not hear him or is it because you know i will do it and he just kind of laughed he says which well, a bit of both <laughs> And it's like, <laughs> uh, my mum says men just haven't got that side of them. It's it's like I can I can hear a little, every little breath he takes at night. I've never sleep properly now. Mm. And my mum said that won't go away until he's in his own room, obviously, which I've, I've learned from Mia. But Gorka, his head can hit the pillow and it's like there's no child in the room. He's flat out. It's bizarre. That's why you've got to get them into their own room ASAP because I never hear my kids mm. now. Dozer's the one that gets up. He's nearest the door. So I'm like, you're nearest the door. That's your side. You take the hit. <laughs> He's up and out. That is a great parenting tip right there. Yes. And I have done that completely wrong. I was just going to say, it's the yeah. same now. Like my daughter Gigi, she's like the creeper, we call her. Sometimes you just wake up and she's just standing by the bed. Mm. But <laughs> it's Creepy. always on my side because I'm by the door so really mm. anyone listening to this don't mm. swap sides don't, yeah swap sides don't have your side by the door that is the best pair there you go you can have that bit, of, a, bit of advice for free Gemma before we say goodbye to you we'd love to hear the brands that you're loving and using at the moment all the products that you're really into well I love the product it's called Batch and it's um, it's all natural skincare products and they do a, a stretch mark and scar it's kind of like an oil. It's it's beeswax and it's it's all lovely natural stuff. And they also do a eucalyptus balm, which is kind of like you know Vicks for kids when they have a yeah, back yeah, chest. Yeah. This is just a, a eucalyptus oil. So never it heard works of that. Same way. Oh, it's really good. But the it works the same way. But there's no crap in it basically, and you can put it on the feet or on the chest or even if you're feeling a bit naff, you can put it on your chest as well. Um, I love Lucy B. She does an amazing body scrub and face scrub, which again, it's all natural organic products yeah. and it smells amazing. And she's kind of made it whereby you, you don't need a moisturizer after it because of the oil that's in it. So if you, you know, short on time, you can just whack yeah. it, quick wash and out the door. Um, Tropic, I love Tropic skincare. Oh, I, I do. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't realize they do baby products until I had babies. You know, they do a really, really kind of like, um, it's like a milk wash for them, um, okay. which is really, really lovely. What pram are you using? Um, it's this, do you know what? We've reused Mia's old pram and it's the, it's the Microlite pram and it's Microlite brand. And the reason we love it, it's kind of an off-road terrain. It's got bike tires. So we take it on holiday with us. It's a fast fold Microlite pram. And it, yeah. it can literally go on sand, it can go on tarmac, it can go on gravel. It's, it's incredible. It's got like little little racer tyres on That's it. That's amazing. I think amazing. I had one of those in yeah, lockdown. You did. You well, did. I did. When we yeah, started like going for like walks in the wood, I realised that my little city buggy just wasn't really, <laughs> wasn't up to it. <laughs> no. What would be your like best piece of parenting advice or something that you would want to pass on to a new mum? I would just say to lower your expectations of everything. And then that way, there's no disappointment. It's kind of like if there's a day when, you know, your hair's not washed for a while or, you know, like this morning I did the school run. Tiago was in his his baby girl from bedtime. No one knew. It was fine. Yeah. Um, just I think if you have high expectations of my house is still going to be clean and tidy, the dogs are still going to be walked on time, everything's going to be done. I think you're just setting yourself up for failure because mm. the reality is it's probably not, but it's okay. You know, it doesn't matter. So I'd say lower your expectations of, of stuff so that any small win is a massive win to you and just kind of trust your instinct. I don't think anyone knows the baby better than the mother itself. Yeah. So there'll be a lot of, of outside influences saying you should be doing this and you shouldn't be doing that. You've got to block all that out and think, right, what do I know is best for my child that I've grown and that I've nurtured and, and go with that. Brilliant. That's Love that. it. Gemma, thank you so much for coming on. And what a, what a beautiful conversation. It's been so lovely to catch up with you. And um, lovely to yeah. Speak to you both. Thank you for having me. We'll get you back on when you have number three. Thanks, Gemma. Thanks, Thanks Gemma. See you later. She's just like, she's just, she's just our best mate now, isn't she? She's <laughs> I just, so. she's Gemma, just clearly listening. like, she's one of us. She really is. What a brilliant, brilliant chat that was. 
Yeah, really, like really enjoyed it. Um, maybe we should ask all of our guests about the first time they have had sex after having kids. Hysterical. I think everyone's got a story to tell, haven't they? Everyone. I, I, I bet, in fact, if we, we should make a bet now, no one will come on and say it was amazing, ever. No. There will be no guest, so yeah. It's like the first time. It's like the first <laughs> time all over again. Although, please, we need to take a moment for this because on last week's podcast, Georgia confessed oh, no. something about her sex life that she has never confessed before ever. I then recorded it, put it on socials, and nobody... Not one comment came back to me about it. So maybe it's not as interesting as I thought. It's not. You are the only person who is that interested in other people's sex lives. Most people are not interested. Damn it. I thought I'd get one laughy face. You didn't even message me to say, oi, I thought you might have taken it down, actually. No one finds it funny. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad. What's what's brilliant is that people only want laundry tips off Judgy James and you guys. They want to know about the washing. They want to know about the detergent that you're using. You know, what washing machine you've got. For me and Dozza, they want to know about sex toys and anal plugs. (laughs) Don't they? Very different. I mean, we can offer this. That's what we do on this podcast. We offer we offer all ends of the spectrum. Yeah, we will cover off laundry tips. Maybe we should maybe we should re-record the intro to this podcast, (laughs) or change the name of the podcast. (laughs) Exactly. Any suggestions? Washing to anal. We've got you covered. (laughs) Brilliant. Now, listen, as always, we'd love you to rate, review, subscribe, and please, please give the podcast a little follow. That will help spread the word. Yeah, and please do give us, leave us some feedback, either with a five-star review, which would be fantastic, or drop a DM on Instagram. We're on at Made by Mummers, and we'll be back on Friday. Made by Mummers is an insanity podcast production, and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.